Folks, don't camp out, don't wait in the rain. Head over to 43north.org or social media and grab your tickets today. Get them before they're gone. I'm telling you, he is hiding in plain sight. Even think about his last name. What do you mean? Allen? That's pretty standard. Is it A-L-L-E-N or is it A-L capital I-E-N? Man, I you know what I got I get so excited. I get every time I see Captain Ferdinand acting in that, like he delivers those lines so good. You hear Maniac's passion in his voice, you hear Al his his skepticism of everything Maniac is saying. That there's a reason that these are the guys we put on camera, right, Micah? Like that they they just represent us so well. It's just so perfect what they did there. Captain is has a future. He does in like doing voiceovers for a honda commercial like i hear john cena's on that honda commercial right now i could hear his <laughs> voice on there and you could replace it and it would be it would be better even though i love john cena love him giving cap giving cap some respect also tony romo must be watching train wreck sports because he He's did indeed be. call josh allen an alien on the broadcast like two days after the the commercial debuted yeah no mm -hmm. we have never heard i've no never one heard has ever called josh allen an alien on a broadcast ever until this week that's mm -hmm. some either weird universe shit saying that we're doing the right things here at Trainwreck Sports or Tony Romo is a fan of Trainwreck Sports. Either way, that's hype. We should hit him up. I almost hope that it's the universe. I don't know if I want Tony Romo, the the the, the biggest adult male cheerleader on television, to be a fan of us. But you know what? <laughs> who do you no better hype Tony, man. Who do no you better think hype Tony man. is going to hype up on Sunday? Like, is he just going to explode on Sunday? He might I just feel like, like he's going to get really obsessed with Nicole Hardman. I don't know why. I just got a feeling. <laughs> oh, Nicole, look at all that speed on the field. And you know, what? this is the kind of guy that, you know, if I was in the quarterback NFL right now, I'd love to play with a guy like oh, him right now. Oh, Jim, oh, he's the man, forgotten Jim. guy. He's been here for oh. years looking to make the play. Oh, Nicole, he got overshadowed by Tyreek Hill, but this is a guy. Okay, yeah. So I really hope that we don't hear that, but that's a preview. That's oh, we're going to hear a lot of it. That is our preview of, of our game against the Chiefs this week. Thank you guys for tuning in, and good night now. Um, uh, great game. That <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, you jokester. Man, you got all the jokes. Welcome to the Crowd Assist Podcast. What a weird fucking start. Okay. That's a great uh, start. I, you know what? And and we're just going to go right into it. Uh, first, shout out Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case located at George Urban Boulevard in Depew. I remembered which way to point up after I, I know I thought about time, it this time. So that was okay. That's, how, I that's real I life just... learning you just saw in front of your eyes. <laughs> Because I even on Saturday, my yeah. last pod was Saturday that we had an ad, and I was like, nope, mm -hmm. wrong way. I was trying to. I just got to remember to side. point at the wall. Point at the wall. Um, the place to buy a case, obviously, in the heat of Bill's season right now. Uh, Sabres season just started up. We're recording this on Thursday night. So I know that I have some beverages that I got not at Outlet Liquor. And that's a mistake on my part because I could have gotten a lot better bang for my buck. So whether it's wine, spirits, liquor, tequila, maybe. I don't know what you're into. What I can say is that Outlet Liquor has you covered. Uh, and I got you guys covered for an interesting uh, beginning to the show here outside of everything that's already happened. Uh, I got a new game that we're going to debut here on the Crowd Assist called or Crowdus's podcast called Four Facts, One Fiction. And Micah, the way this is going to go, I have five statistics. 
okay. about the Bills and the Chiefs. Four are real and one is not real. And it is your job to decipher that based on what you know about these two teams. So just get right into it. First one. And you can give me your thoughts on them as we go if you want to. First one is that Patrick Mahomes is currently closer to Trevor Lawrence in yards per game than he is Josh Allen. Immediate reactions to this possibly real statistic. I think that that's um, I think that's probably true because T Law has been balling out. Um, Mahomes has had some rougher games and they haven't been pushing the ball down the field. And Josh just got a huge burst in yards per game, uh, throwing for 400 yards on like. 28 passes or whatever it was his official stat mm-hmm. line this week oh no it was, i don't even think it was that money i think it was 14 to 23 right or was it a little more than that uh i can't um, i know sorry he had I'll, I'll look the stats. yards but anyways yeah, yeah the 400 <laughs> yards it was not even 30 attempts and so yeah, yeah I, i'm gonna lean toward that that one's true so we'll okay. see what else we got going on here all right next one next possibly real statistic about these two teams is that the bills and the chiefs are the bottom two teams in the nfl in terms of punts Okay. Well, I know the Bills haven't punted a lot. So that's a, that's a, that's good. But you might be that might be the that might be the trick there. That might mm-hmm. be what you're trying to trip me up with. Fair enough. Fair enough. Number three, the Bills have more than twice as many turnovers as the Chiefs. I, that might be that that sounds about right to me, to be honest. They've had they that that first game was four turnovers. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't mm-hmm. great. That was ugly. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Uh, Possibly real statistic number four, the Chiefs have allowed more than twice as many touchdowns as the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Mm. That that one's tricky because I know the the Bills haven't let up a lot of touchdowns, but mm. all right, (laughs) I'm ready for the last one. All right, last one, and... Here we go. Zach Moss has the most yards per carry out of any running back that will play in this game. I feel like Zach's been ripping off big runs. I'm going with the. Uh, I can put them all on the screen here for you, so you don't go from memory. So okay. Do a service to you, my friend Jake Micah. I think it's the punts. I think the Chiefs have punted more than we think they have. Is that the fiction? <sighs> Man, I really thought that I might be able to stump you. But yeah, that was the fiction. That was the fiction. And it's not even like it's all that far off, to be completely honest. The Bills have punted the least amount, obviously, in the NFL. And the mm-hmm. Chiefs are just tied for third. So mm. they're right there. So it was, it oh, was that is almost close. a real statistic, but I just had to fudge it just a little bit. They've had basically ba- a yeah. bad one and a half halves, while the Bills have only had like a bad game in total, I think, so far. And yeah. that's that that makes the difference in the punting. Literally. Yeah. Who's second? Uh, Who's second least? Is it the is it the Eagles? In, in terms of punts? Uh yeah. I believe that might be punt right. Talk I'll, for the brand punt, here. Yeah. Hashtag punt talk. Um where where can we where okay, here we are. And so second least is oh my god, you're never gonna get. You're the never Texans. gonna guess. No. Oh. No, more Ooh. reasonable than that. Okay. Um, the Browns. No. Okay. What is it? Yeah, the Seahawks and the Raiders. Oh, well, the Seahawks, Seahawks do be scoring a lot. So. They do be. They really do be. And then the yeah, Chiefs sure. are tied with 15 punts with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons. Don't so, you have something on the Seahawks? Like, didn't we? Didn't we talk highly about the Seahawks? I thought there was something 
Yeah, no, I think the Seahawks around. are going to win win that division. The NFC yeah. West, yeah, that's what we yes. talked. It's not looking that bad right now. Only it's not looking out. bad. I would have loved for them to come out on top against uh, the Saints this past weekend, but you know what? You can't come back if you're not losing. Well, and... Taysom, you can, sometimes Taysom Hill just takes over, just like you would expect. You know, you tell can't, that to my guillotine league sometimes. team. That's the only reason <laughs> I'm still alive is because my friends subbed Taysom Hill in for me when I was at the game this weekend. That's incredible. Um, and there was a game last weekend. Josh Allen was absolutely lights out, and we're hoping to carry that over into this game against the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking for a while before we started recording here. Again, it's Thursday night, so we are airing this on Friday morning. Um, but when it comes to where I think the Bills have a big advantage in this game, it's going to be on the Chiefs' offensive line. And it was funny that that was the first thing that you came up with when we were talking just before we started here. Um, but Orlando Brown like went from all pro left tackle with the Baltimore Ravens, primarily run heavy scheme there. And he is a great run blocking kind of tackle. When we trade, when the Ravens traded him to Kansas city, I honestly was a little wary about how that fit would go because, you know, does this mean that, you know, the chiefs are going to start to try to run the ball more or they, cause that's what Orlando Brown's great at. He's not, he doesn't hold up well in pass protection last year when we played him. We got through him pretty well. He's not playing again, playing very well again this year. Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, no matter who you throw on him, I love the prospects of how we are on the left side of that offensive line for the Chiefs. And then the right side, it's just a journeyman right tackle. Nothing better, nothing worse. Uh, and Andrew Wiley, who I almost called Austin Riley, like the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> um, and But then the, the interior of the O-line, Tooney, Humphrey, Trey Smith, great stuff all around there. But these defensive ends have really been the difference makers for this Bills D-line, maybe this Bills defense overall. And I think that's just a huge advantage for this team going into Sunday at 4.15 p.m. Um, this is a game that you signed Von Miller for to win a game, right? Like mm -hmm. Now, Von Miller has admittedly said, and this is, this is a fact, he has never had more than three sacks in a game. So I'm not saying that he needs to you know, take over and get like four or five sacks in that sense, but just controlling the line of scrimmage at every yep. opportunity, whether he's not, he doesn't even need a sack, but just Mahomes knows that that guy is coming off the left side every single time. Or maybe this is the game where Leslie has been waiting to unleash Vaughn all over the line. Cause we really haven't seen that, even though they kind of talked about it in training camp, like Vaughn's like, I'll play anywhere. I'll play inside. I'll play whatever. They mm -hmm. haven't really tried any of that stuff, but we know that they have, Boogie Basham, who played, who could play inside and outside. And we know that they've played, put Rousseau in that situation before, too. So um, I just think that there's really a great opportunity to exploit some stuff on defense that they haven't really had to do. They haven't had to be that exotic yet. They have stuff that they can pull out that they have not used on anybody else yet. Mm -hmm. And something we're going to pull out of our bag of tricks right here. We got someone oh. waiting in the wings to join us now. Great friend of the program, longtime uh, friend and mentor to us here at Trainwreck Sports, Mookie Hawkins, WUFO. <clears throat> Mookie, honor and a pleasure, my friend. We haven't talked much since uh, since the, the preseason. Yeah, the yeah, preseason. Right. And we are on the defensive line right now. But the, the one thing I took away from our conversation before the season started was that you were very adamant that this Ken Dorsey offense would be way better than the Brian Dayball offense. And we are seeing Josh Allen off to the best start of his entire career. So props to you for making the call on that one. Uh, but 
Von Miller, we're talking about his impact right now and his matchup possibly against Orlando Brown, a left tackle for the Chiefs. I think that's a great mismatch in favor of us. Micah thought the same thing. You're nodding on the same page with us here? Pretty much anybody lined up against Von Miller. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what we saw Max Crosby do against Orlando Brown last week, we should be licking our chops right now. Mm. Yeah, for point. sure. Yeah, Miller's got four sacks in five games, sacks in two games straight, and he hasn't played more than – he didn't play more than 49% of the snaps against the Steelers, only 52% of the snaps, more than that in three games so far. So he's doing a lot with a little amount of opportunity, and I think that's just going to continue. And then on the other side of Greg Rousseau up against Andrew Wiley, just an underwhelming, not super athletic right tackle. But Mahomes is great at making plays when he has to improvise. And it's proven that he doesn't just need Tyree Kill to, you know, be the other trumpeteer, the saxophonist, whatever jazz musician you want those improvisers on that Kansas City offense to be. Uh, he can get it done with pretty much anybody. So um, how do you feel about us containing Mahomes back there? Because that's kind of been the Achilles heel against him. We've been able to get pressure but not finish. That's the entire story of both games against them last year. Yeah. And, and I said this, like, you know, the guy that we really missed in those, the past two years out of those matchups is back on the team. And that's Jordan Phillips. You know, mm -hmm. Jordan Phillips is definitely has been missed during our days of Kansas city. And I, I had to ask him yesterday. I was like, you know what? I'm going in the locker room and I'm going to talk to Mr. Unbothered about, you know, what he feel about, you know, how is he planning to be an impact because he's missed the past two years of that. You know, he, he missed that. And um, basically he was saying, yeah, I got to just kind of, you know, just knock Patrick Mahomes off his spot, let the rest of the guys eat. And, you know, that's what he's been normally doing. I mean, last time he was here, he was nine and a half sacks. It's a guy mm -hmm. who really pushes the pocket when your edge rushers forces the quarterback to step up in the pocket and last year, he was stepping up in the pocket against, you know, Starla Toilet Paper and my boy, Noel <laughs> Boer. You know? Forgot about that. But <laughs> they're not Jordan Phillips or Ed Oliver. So, mm -hmm. so it's going to be a different <laughs> scenario when he has to step up into a pocket of a guy that's 6'6", 340 pounds with an attitude. And, you know, that's going to be something that Mahomes is not going to be accustomed to when he's playing the Bills. Now, naturally, yeah, you know, I didn't play the Bills. I can step up in the pocket. I haven't really had no no, no, no rush like I've, I've experienced out of the Bills. So this is going to be something new for Patrick Mahomes as well. And it, 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 I, it, the game is won up front. This is why the Bills went out and got Von Miller, you know, yep. for this matchup. This is why they brought uh, Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson back to revamp that defensive line. Greg Rousseau in his second year is, is, is looking good. So, you know, it helps Tremaine Edmonds, you know, play a little bit more free and clean. And like I said, it shouldn't be close again to, uh, Sunday. I don't care if it's Kansas City. That game should not be close. <laughs> That's what – and I, we were talking yeah, about that before in the that. show. That's what yeah. I my – my first impression of it is too. It's like it's the only the only reason that you would think it would be close is just some Mahomes bullshit, which is very possible. <laughs> I mean, we know that he could do that, but that's that's what it is. That's what we're banking on when you're talking about the plus side of the Chiefs. It's not the game-breaking of Hill that you have to worry about anymore. And I tortured myself 
Monday night after the game. I was like, you know what I should watch before bed is the highlights from the divisional game. It's like watching a horror movie. It's like putting on the new Halloween movie before you go to bed. Terrible idea. <laughs> but that touchdown by Tyreek just like the, it's the last couple of plays ring true in everybody's head all the time. But it was the touchdown by Tyreek that kills me every time because there's nobody else. There's maybe one other guy in the league. Maybe. I don't even think so. Maybe Saquon Barkley that can make that kind of play. They don't have to worry about that this week. What they do have to worry about, though, Mookie, is a guy who just had four touchdowns in 25 yards on, <laughs> on Sunday or Monday yeah. night, and that's Travis Kelsey. And I, it was interesting because I was listening to uh, Ross Tucker on Mike Chopin the Bulldog earlier, and he's mentioning that you want to take away their fastball and try to like do something with Kelsey and you know take him out of the game. How is he getting so open in this thing? First of all, I don't think it's – that simple to take Travis Kelsey out. But the thing about the bills defending him this week with injuries to Tremaine Edmonds hamstring, which I don't know how serious you, you were there. You've been following it along. Um, I think they said Poyer would have played last week with the ribs, but he's, he's going to probably be back this week and that, but also dealing with Kyrie Elam who struggled last week too. So just the kind of the secondary in the back end dealing with injuries and some inexperience that hasn't played against Mahomes. Are you worried about what Kelsey, who has naturally beaten this team up quite a bit in the last couple of meetings that they've had, um, having a big effect on this game again this week? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of worried, but I'm not worried. I mean, the Bills should know at this time. I mean, losing Tyreek Hill, they don't have a home runner. They don't have a home run hitter no more. I mean, they got a, they, they still got a, a, one of the best tight ends in the NFL and Travis Kelsey, but. He don't have a Batman. He don't have a Robin to his Batman. I mean, you got Juju, who's serviceable. You got Marcus Valdez-Scatling, who's serviceable. You got McCole Harmon, who has the speed. But, you know, all those guys combined really don't come up to what Tyreek Hill, you know, could do for your team when you pair him with a Travis Kelsey. So, uh, me, I'm just going to be physical with Kelsey at the line of scrimmage and have Jordan Poyer bracket coverage over the top. And, man, we can man up against anybody else. Patrick Mahomes is not going to have all day to throw that football. Trust and believe that. He's not going to have all day to throw Mm -hmm. that football like he has in the past two years. This is a whole different Bills defensive line. And, you know, they're going to get after Mahomes uh, on Sunday. And the game is one up front, and Mahomes is going to have a long day. If you want to start doing no-look passes and (laughs) and all that, go right ahead. Because he's not going to have the time to throw the ball on how he thinks he's going to have the time. Either they're going to have to keep Kelsey back to block or they're going to have to bring another back in to help block. And, you know, when that happens, then that means, you know, hey, that's that's good for us because we ain't got to worry about an extra receiver going out against our secondary. So really, it should be no worries. I mean, it's basically it's like Bill Belichick, right? I'm just going to take away your best player. You have to beat me with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's just that mm-hmm. simple. You have to show me that you can win this game with Travis Curry getting four catches, 25 yards, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yeah. Because the Raiders mm-hmm. did a pretty good job. They just couldn't sure. find the guy in the Reds in, in, in the Reds. Yeah, I mean, some of those, some of those touchdowns, like what is, how is he even in this spot? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It, it, and and I don't count on that exactly happening against the Bills. Like this is by far, I said on our show in the middle of the week last week that this is the first time since Sean McDermott's been here that they have a defense that's top 10 DVOA in both run defense and pass defense. First time ever for Sean McDermott here in Buffalo having a top 10 run defense in the NFL. And it shows up in multiple different ways, including 
In 2020, our missed tackle percentage was around 11%. Last year, it was around 10%. This year, we're sitting around 5% right now. So this is a much more disciplined defense tackling. And I think that, you know, bringing in guys like Kyrie Elam, having Dane Jackson, these physical, hard-hitting players, learning from guys like Jordan Poyer, how to hit someone hard, but Demar also Hamlin. make sure you actually <laughs> wrap up. Damar Hamlin, Matt Milano. Like, this is a physical-ass defense. And Dane Jackson, I'll never forget him shutting down Gronk in that Tampa game. That's a game that's, that's a signature Dane Jackson game to me. It wouldn't shock me if, you know, you talk about Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano working to shut Travis Kelsey down. Let's throw him to, to the fourth-year guy out of pit. Why the hell not? Let's see what that guy can do. I think, I think that he could be up to the challenge against Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, we've got DeMar Hamlin, too, who's, 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 who's 6'2". Of he is always near the ball, you know? Mookie. So, I mean, he that's is another always guy around that the ball. you probably want to have lined up over Kelsey being physical with, you know, pull your bracket coverage over the top, and everybody else, is, I think, is good enough to lock up. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes is just going to have to guess right. Guess what? He's not going to have all day to guess, neither. You know, so mm. he's going to have to guess right. And, you know, if it, the Bills are going to force Kansas City to punt the ball. The question yeah. is, is Kansas City going to force the Bills to punt the ball? <laughs> you, know, they, it, you know, here is a yeah. team in week six. Nobody's returned to a punt. They don't have no return punt yards yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, <laughs> we really don't punt, so – that that's We're what stop I'm Kansas City is the fact that is is Kansas City going to stop the Bills at all and if they don't the Bills cannot you know kick field goals they have to score touchdowns you know Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is Patrick Mahomes you know he can be magical but yep. we want him to be unmagical on Sunday you know <laughs> we want we, we, we want to man we want to pressure his ass every time he drop back to pass and we're going to force the action to make him one-dimensional because Man, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to keep up. You're going to have to keep up. If the Bills come out early and jump up on them 14 to 3 or something like that, then, hey, pin your ears back, go get them. You know, pin your ears back, go get them. I mean, if the Bills play passive-aggressive against Kansas City, somebody's getting fired. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was going to say, you'd I'm have to think they learn from it now. I'm tired of the, the passive, the softness every time you play Kansas City. I don't know where the hell that's coming from. They better mm-hmm. be playing fast and pissed off against Kansas City because home field depends on it. And Coach McDermott sit up there and said, hey, the path to get into the Super Bowl is having home field advantage. So this is an important game. And I've been trying to get it out of the guys all week. They've been taking this humble and humble yeah. approach these past couple they have. weeks. And, hey, it's we been expect. proving our big dividends. So let's see, you know, if that humble and hungry approach, you know, pays off again this week because, you know, the Bills definitely respect every opponent. They don't mm-hmm. fear their opponent, and that's the key. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kill them with kindness until, you know, we meet after 50, not take your head off. <laughs> and we're talking about if the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the Bills on defense. And they did have two pretty important members of that unit uh, not practice today for the second day in a row. Uh, correction, actually. Rashad Fenton, log two, did not practices in a row. And Frank Clark, with an illness, went from limited to do not practice. And he is a guy, he is such a streaky defensive end in the NFL, but he always has a way to play in the big moments. And I rem- I know, I re- remember moments 
in games against them in the past where Frank, Frank Clark and Chris Jones together just kind of take over. They say, you know what, the Kansas City defense is going to do its job in this one. And without guys like that, like they're already pretty hampered in the secondary. Um, and it's uh, Trent McDuffie, the rookie corner. Uh, he's out. He's been out all year forcing Jalen Watson, a seventh round rookie to be starting. And he's been okay. He's been like decent. I, I, I did look, he has, he did have a pick six in the chargers game, but other than that, allowing 60% completion percentage and 236 yards on 35 targets. So good, not great, but someone that someone like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, like they should be able to take advantage of a secondary hampered like that. Oh, without a doubt. We already know mm-hmm. what Gabe Davis did to him. The coaching staff know what <laughs> Gabe Davis did to him last year. I mean, mm-hmm. if you need a reminder, just go back and look at last week's game. So, here it if is. you need that a reminder, go look at the record for, for touchdowns. And, yeah. Diggs. So <laughs> if you double Stefan Diggs, the result is meaning that Gabe Davis is going to have another career day. All right. And they don't want to do that. So they got to pick their poison this time, because once you try to stop both of them, Dawson Knox is due for a breakout game. Isaiah McKenzie yes, is. kill you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Khalil Shakur is emerging. So um, you got to pick your poison with this offense. And Coach Dorsey is doing a good job of moving Stefan Diggs around so you can't double him. And Dable's offense, he was just stuck on the outside for the double just to, you know, set his course. But now mm-hmm. you see Diggs playing a one. You see playing in the slot. You see him playing the three sometimes when they're in trips. So, you know, Coach Dorsey is doing a good job of moving Stefan Diggs around to, you know, get the ball in his hand so he can make plays for the offense. And speaking of Ken Dorsey's offense, because as I said in the show in the preseason, you did say that the offense was going to be leaps and bounds better than what we've seen in years past. So what else are you seeing? Like, obviously, the run game hasn't completely taken off how we might like it to. There are moments when Devin looks like, you know, the bona fide RB1. Sometimes has a few mistakes here and there, but he's definitely, like, good enough to be the lead back on this team. Would like to see a little bit more production out of that. Um, but the offensive line, I thought, has looked fantastic, keeping Josh clean. He's pressured at one of the lowest rates in the NFL right now. Like, overall, what are you seeing from Ken Dorsey that, you know, is the reason why Josh Allen is off to the best start of his career so far through five games? Well, hey, the, the continuity, the familiarity is there now. It's just like, it's just like I've been watching Coach Dable you know, make these calls year in and year out. And it's something that I see that I know that will work, you know, other than what's not working. And I'm going to do that. And I think that's what, that's what, that's what Dorsey has brought to the table. It's like, okay, when it's my turn, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm, I'm going to add this little wrinkle and, and it'll work this way. And, I mean, just little stuff that you see different within the offense that's making plays. Um, I like the run design, even though we need to see more of it. But I think more or less is like, you know what, man, this thing is going on, Josh Allen. Iron, we're gonna blow you out, and then we'll 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 control the rest of the game by running the ball once we up twenty eight to ten or something like that. <laughs> you know, that's their idea, I guess, on having balance right now. But let's give you this onslaught of points with our passing game, and then you know, slow the game down once we have a lead play some clock ball and solid defense against you. So I do like the run game. I like the run design. We just need to see more of it early in the game. But we all know this offense goes out J.A. go, or as I say, cheat code 0017. (laughs) Cheat code 0017. That's a new one. 
<laughs> Speaking of cheat code 0017, one thing we haven't seen a lot are QB sneaks from him. I'm fourth and one. I haven't, if there's <laughs> one complaint I would have about, about the offense so far, it's that the fourth down efficiency doesn't seem to be where it was in years past. That's a justifiable <laughs> criticism and maybe the only one of, of this Ken Dorsey offense so far. Yeah, we ain't going for it too many on third downs. I mean, on fourth downs, I mean, we're converting to third downs now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I have, you know, I asked Coach Dorsey is, you know, that red zone. We got to tighten up in that red zone. You mm-hmm. know, we, we can't mm-hmm. be kicking field goals, going for it, fumbling the ball and stuff like that. You know, Josh mimicked it earlier uh, yesterday about that, you know, cleaning that stuff up. And they got to clean it up. You know, they got, they got to clean that type of stuff up. And the crazy part about it is, like, damn, if they clean that stuff up, they'll be averaging 40, 50 points a game. And that's the scary thing about this team. Like, you see so many ways that this team can improve, but in the meantime, they blowing your ass out. So this is like, <laughs> how can this team get even better? <laughs> and they're doing it without, you know, the, their, 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 their starters. You know, they're doing yeah. it half-mass, really. So that's another scary thing. When everybody get completely healthy and, you know, I guess that guy, with three letters in his name might pop up <laughs> like a computer virus. Then what? You know? <laughs> That's that is the big then what because I don't know what you would do with that case. I'm <laughs> I'm with you about the the run. I've loved the run design, like the power the power sweeps. Like you got athletic tackles, you got athletic guards for a reason. Let them go out there and run and maul some guys. They haven't needed it that much. It's like why go away from your fastball? The the quarterback's throwing one ten right now. He's He's blowing up the pitching meter like he's it's it's going to work out. And yeah, I don't think there's much that this this Chiefs that team is going to be able to do to stop the Bills. It's been them hurting themselves in a lot of cases. I mean, we talked about before yeah. four turnovers week one. Like that was the only slip up there. Like they missing opportunities in certain points like you guys are talking about on fourth down and anything. I do want to ask you, though, Mookie, about Khalil Shakir, because that first game last week, I mean, it was only it's you got the touchdown, had a couple nice catches and everything, but I feel like it's just like he just looked so comfortable and the the decisiveness that Josh delivers him the balls in in not easy catches like that first catch down the middle was a hard like in triple that coverage was, almost trusting yeah. him in those moments like how bright of a future does this kid have even with McKenzie um, probably coming back from injury this week? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What was your question again? <laughs> I was just asking about Khalil Shakir because um, you can tell Josh trusts him. Like Josh is decisive. He's not afraid to get him the ball in tight windows. Obviously, we saw it at the end of the Ravens game. We saw it into the triple coverage on Sunday and then the touchdown, obviously. So even with McKenzie back, like how big of a role do you think this kid can have? With Josh throwing in tight windows? No, with Shakir, just the Shakir in general. Oh, secure. Oh, yeah, I know, mm-hmm. right? That would that play right there. I'm like, where the <laughs> hell are you going? That, that <laughs> I know he must have saw him wide open for that split second, but it was good mm-hmm. heads up play by uh Khalil just getting his head around, recognizing that, and you know, coming back to the ball and making a play. And this guy's not playing like a rookie, you know. He, no, no, you know, he, he he plays like a veteran with some of the things that he do out there with the football in his hand. So Khalil to still, I call him, and you know, that's <laughs> another guy that they're going to have to account for once he's out there. This is not last year's Buffalo Bills team. Kansas City is going to get a clear understanding of that. If they think that this is the same team that they lost to, you know, that they beat in 13 seconds, they're sadly mistaken. You know, yeah, they got another thing coming. For none of that. Don't care about none of that. Then going to be a difference out there come Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think – I mean, has Kansas City defense got better than last year's defense where they couldn't stop the Bills? Um, we all know that the Bills defense has gotten much better than yeah. last year's number one defense. And, you know, it was kind of Fugazi in areas, but those areas have been filled with um, getting to the quarterback and, you know, getting turnovers. Um that's going to be the big difference um, in, in sacks. The Bills are like, what, in top five in sacks? Last mm-hmm. year, they was kind of like in the middle of the pack. But, you know, stopping the run last year, they was like top 20. This year, they're top five. So those two areas that were lacking last year has caught up the pace. So now, you know, you can truly say that the Bills have a top overall defense instead of number one passing defense, number one points allowed and all that stuff to go along with it. Now, bringing Von Miller, Jordan Phillips makes the cipher complete. So we're comfortable on stopping the run with Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver and, and, and those guys in the interiors. And we're very comfortable getting after the quarterback with Russo in the second year. Espineza is emerging. That's good quality depth piece. Shaq Lawson as well. And then obvious Von Miller. So... You know, I mean, we're just starting there. We ain't even talking about <laughs> secondary. We ain't talking about linebackers. Nope. You know, mm-hmm. the game is one up front, so I'm just going to start it there and leave it there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of up front, like this this Kansas City rushing attack, like it's nothing to make anybody really nervous about anything. Like Isaiah Pacheco is an intriguing kind of guy. Like he's come in and performed admirably as a rookie, but Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has two of his five games this year averaging less than two yards a clip. He had one game when he finished with zero rushing yards on seven carries. Like he is someone who has vastly underperformed all expectations. Like there's that uh, there's that meme or the gif that it's like, man, my expectations for you are low, but holy shit, dude. Like Edward Solaire has a way of finding his way underneath that. Like Jarek McKinnon is the their biggest threat out of the backfield. And it's just because he's a wild card because you don't know what Jarek McKinnon you're going to get. You know, in the in the San Francisco regime, when he was one of the seven running backs that they could use every single year, he was pretty good back there. And he's breaking off chunk plays every now and again. But if I'm looking for, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate, I guess, looking for a formula for the Chiefs to consistently put up points. It's got to be with these receivers. They spent a ton of money on in free agency. You know, Juju against Taron Johnson. I don't think that that's a matchup that they can win. So is it Marquez Valdez Scantling? Because outside of that, you know, they got Miko Hardman, who Micah and I were joking earlier, is going to be the guy that Tony Romo finds himself falling in love with in the middle of the game and cheerleading out over. Um, but other than that, Sky Moore, like I, he's underperformed as a rookie. Shakir's got the leg up on him as a rookie receiver. Um it's just it's hard to play devil's advocate for the Chiefs really making this as high scoring on their end as it needs to be, other than just saying Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, it's really hard. Oh, you're muted, Mook. They don't have the cheetah out there anymore. So it's like, well, damn, who else is his go to other than Kelsey? And, you know, he's still trying to figure that one out. And when you look at the number of targets, they kind of get like the same amount of targets, anywhere between six yeah. to eight targets between the two on uh, uh, Scanling and, and Schuster there. Um, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to run jet sweeps with McCole Hartman. Uh, Kansas City, they do a lot of things with a lot of motions, a lot of window dressing. Those are going to have to have, you know, eye discipline to make sure that they're reading things correctly. And, you know, and, and they execute what they need to execute off what they see. 
if they don't, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of misdirections and stuff like that. The Bills is going to have to be, you know, very disciplined with their eyes to diagnose things quickly and and, and, and shut that down. So and that's one thing that you're going to be looking out for to, I guess, help stop the bleeding of not having a guy like Tyreek Hill available, you know. So a lot of window dressing, look to have a lot of motions and misdirections, stuff like that. Kansas City loves to do that type of stuff to get guys like Schuster and Marcus Valdez Scanling open. Um, but once again, it all depends on how much we get in penetration and pressure, you know, up front, you know, and I think that, you know, this is the game where the, the Bills defensive line needs to dominate. The Bills mm-hmm. offensive line needs to dominate. They haven't really truly dominated Kansas City's offensive line. When you go back and look at the past two years, Chris Jones has, you know, basically been the big bully up yep. front you know, against the Bills. But we got the bully stopper in Roger Saffold. Yeah, and, we do. You know, that's another X factor that nobody's talking about that, you know, Chris Jones ain't going to want no smoke with. And once we <laughs> see Chris Jones lining up over over uh, Uncle Rick and, and Spencer Brown, then we know that he don't want no smoke with Roger Saffold because that's what's going to end up happening. They're going to move him around to try to create a mismatch, a guy he can have an advantage over to try to, you know, bull rush or make a play. And, you know, I think the guys will be ready for that. But uh, Roger Saffold, this is why we brought Roger Saffold in, too. We brought Roger yep. Saffold in to contain Mr. Jones. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is where being spun is money at. Now we got to mm-hmm. make sure to see if the money is well spent. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, and the, the one guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on, one of the many, of course, on the Bills' side of the football, but coming off not what was the greatest game of his career so far, not a bad one, but as a Sean McDermott defender, Kyer Elam was, of course, looking at the game he had and knowing he could be better and saying, yeah, I got things to clean up. I don't care about the interception. Like, rookie, shut up. I know you're happy about that interception. I know you want to keep that ball. I know you're going to frame <laughs> it and remember that play forever. Um, and he was up against a good rookie receiver with a solid rookie cornerback. Like I was sitting there with my girlfriend's brother at the game saying, that's a rookie quarterback throwing to a rookie receiver on a rookie corner. And then the next one, Kyrie Elam, like picked him off. And it was just beautiful. You know, so many rookies to rally around and, and Kyrie Elam, absolutely one of them. What have you seen from the guy so far in his first season, five games in and now going up against debatably the greatest quarterback that the NFL has to offer right now. You know, he's licking at the bit to, to maybe add another interception to that trophy case of his. Oh, for sure. I mean, Tyree Elam has been, again, they brought him in for Tyree Kill. You know, they brought him <laughs> in a, a, a big physical corner that could run with speedier receivers. And that's why they brought him in. And then again, he held Tyree Kill to two catches. 33 yards. Nobody's talking about that. You know, in five Mm -hmm. games, he started in three of them. And, you know, he did, he did well. In the locker room after the game, oh, he was pissed off. Like you talk about now, I throw the ball away. He didn't want no parts of that. He he gave himself an F minus. Yeah, he did. I was like, yo, how would you rate your performance out there? He said an F minus. I was like, dude, come on, man. You got picking (laughs) everything out there. F minus. Yeah. And they targeted him a lot. They went after the guy you know, his level of play to be higher than what he did out there. And, you know, 
I get it. You know, you as a corner, you don't want no passes yeah. being caught on you. But, but I mean, they got to throw at somebody, right? Like, they got to throw at somebody. <laughs> and if it's, like, a quick read and it's making it just – there was all one read stuff. Like, Kenny was just getting the ball out. And if he's playing mm-hmm. – that that little step off like they're gonna throw at one of the corners and dane's been dane's been incredible like i have loved everything i've seen from dane jackson so far this year right. so like it's just kind of the odds to me i feel like for a guy f minus I mean, is crazy he though. caught a few f-? passes pickens caught a few passes on mm-hmm. dane too but yeah. i think pickens it's more personal it's more know. personal because you know uh elon played at florida pickens played mm-hmm. at georgia right so it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's that's it's, a great it's, it's a, a little great personal point. between the two because Kyrie Elam locked down every Georgia Bulldog last mm. year to zero catches. <laughs> so maybe that was, you know, his mindset on, you know, mm. him having a bad That's game, a great allowing point. a few catches out there. He got the pick. You got your first pick in the NFL. And you was playing off coverage. You wasn't playing, man. So yeah. he, he mm. reminds me a lot of Tredavious White coming out of college. And I talk to Trey White all the time. I talked to Trey Sunday about, that in particular on how Kyrie Elam was just so hard on himself. He's like, man, he just got to learn that players are going to get caught, plays, you know, you're going to get some passes caught on you. Just, just can't let a lot of passes get caught on you. <laughs> can't get a lot of passes caught on you. And, you know, he'll learn. And, you know, I'm telling you, it's just like Tredavious White. Even when he had to put the boxing gloves on him in, in training camp, guess what? They put the boxing gloves on Tredavious White too, you know, coming yep. out of uh, out of college. So he reminds me so much of Tredavious White. It's it's crazy, and you know he's out there playing like it right now. You know he's not your typical rookie right now, no. and he's only going to get better. So if he's pissed off about a uh, receiver catching a few passes and he got a pick, just imagine when this guy is really rating himself having A plus days because he rated mm-hmm. himself having an F. Minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he came out of that game like performing pretty damn well, and came out of it with ten tackles. Like, even if Pickens is catching the ball on him, there's not a lot of yards after catch coming on this guy. Like, he, there's the motor that that we know. I, there's there's a name that a former like a few years ago, a Sean McDermott defender said that they have for like when you just don't give up on a play, like the hustle kind of plays. And I can't remember what McDermott calls it, but it's something like like they kind of like mentally keep track of themselves. And like Elam is one of those guys that he's going to have a lot of gold stars in his head for those kinds of plays. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't really know where we go from here. I feel like I'm overconfident about this game. Like I started out much less like when, when when we started talking before we were recording Mike was like yeah I don't think this is going to be really close at all honestly I'm like don't think this is going to be close at all okay that's I thought I thought we were going to win but that's not quite where I was but this conversation has me like ah, I'm I'm ready to say I think the Bills can win this game by like more than just one touchdown it's reasonable like what the hell <laughs> I mean it it's the, the, it's 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 just yeah like you said everything we talked about because the points where the bills can dominate can really like really attack weaknesses of the chiefs in my mind Luke. and i think that's that's where like the gap can get greater and like I, I said before the show we got on here and like you mentioned earlier too all you get you get you get two punts and a turnover maybe a fumble on, on the Chiefs side of the ball that might be a death knell for them if the bills are just clicking mm-hmm. offensively and this this is like a great point like you said 36 points in the last game 38 or something like that. I don't remember the exact score from the game of the regular season last year, but it's two games in a row in Arrowhead that they've walked in and had their way with this defense over and over again. And like you said, Mookie too, 
this defense did not get really get better for year to year. And I just don't see where the where the Chiefs defensively will find an advantage against the Bills offense unless the Bills offense is hurting themselves. Right. If it's self-infliction, mm-hmm. I don't see a team stopping the Bills other than the Bills stopping themselves. Um, it's haven't been a team that could stop them. I mean, when you look when the game was on the line against Baltimore, they made plays. Mm-hmm. Miami, they everybody just cramped out. Just cramped out. They, I mean, and they were still one they play left, away. They had so many plays out there. They had yeah. four opportunities to win that game. And didn't. And mm-hmm. they learned from that. And I'm kind of glad that they got got that L out of the way. I'm kind of glad that they got that L out yeah. of the way because mm-hmm. it's, it's another reminder on how they need to play. And, you know, that woke them up. I'm glad they got that early L so, you know, they don't get caught off guard. This was their wake-up call. And this is how they plan. I mean, you look at that. That loss catapulted them to get it together in that Ravens game. And yeah. you saw the mark of a championship caliber team. And they years past, Bills might get the ass whooped being down 20 to 3 in Baltimore. <laughs> Not yeah. anymore. You know, the team shows resiliency. Defense go out there and make the stops, get the offense back the ball, and offense finally gets in the rhythm, get going, and you know, start making plays. And that's the mark of a good team. Complimentary football is best. And that and that type of energy carried over into the Pittsburgh Steelers game. They can keep that juice going, keep that juice flowing in Kansas City. Bills being a driver's seat for home field advantage, you know, come Monday morning. I'd like to hear that. Damn straight. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 my biggest key for this one is just like acknowledging that the, it's regardless of what the defense looks like for the Chiefs. The offense still has Pat Mahomes, still has Travis Kelsey, and they're going to get theirs. They could put up 20 points. They're probably going to put up a couple touchdowns. Just staying in the moment, living in every individual moment, not thinking about the last drive, not thinking about the next one, not thinking about when we're going to meet them again in January. Just staying, just don't locked blink. in and zoned like in. Bob, Literally just don't it all year. blink. Don't blink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't blink. Don't blink, in the words of Von Miller. Don't blink. Yeah. Yeah. That should don't be a T-shirt. Blink. That's got. That'll be a T-shirt. We'll make that's that a great a subplot of the game too. Is the Von Miller T-shirt he's been waiting for to the Chiefs game? I'm very, yeah. very excited about that. Um, yeah. I'm just. I'm not going to take for granted. And Mookie, I'm sure you're not covering this game too. Just the fact that we get to watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes put on oh another, maybe a classic. But just to see those two go to work against each other again, like just don't take those for granted because it's going to be. It's just two special guys out there that we're we're blessed to watch for however long they're going to keep going the next 10, 15 years. Right. I mean, hey, you know, everybody want to call it Brady and, and, and Peyton or whatever. I'm calling it Josh and Patrick, right? Yep. I, you know, people mm-hmm. don't want to put Josh there, but who the hell are you going to put there, right? Yeah, right. I don't know what, who else are you going to put there. You can't put Herbert there. You can't put Jackson there, even though Jackson got the MVP over Josh. Still mm-hmm. can't put Jackson over over Josh right now. You know? Hurts maybe in a couple years, but it's 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 Mahomes and Allen right now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but right mm-hmm. now, yeah that that rivalry right there didn't in itself. I mean, the way these <laughs> those guys out there is just slinging the rock. Pause, but it's definitely Brady Peyton esque. You know, yeah. so <laughs> we got it. We're gonna have it for the years to come, and you know. A shootout, Josh Allen wins a shootout. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So I just, I mean, it don't matter. It don't matter how how Kansas City want to come and address. I don't see them winning a shootout. 
I don't mm-hmm. see Kansas City winning a close game. I don't see Kansas City winning this game at all. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see Kansas City winning this game. And if the Bills mm-hmm. go back to the scene of the crime for the third time and let these guys just manhandle them, they must got Kansas City Chief Syndrome or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They, 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 this team has been devised this year for Kansas City. No if and buts about it. They're not going to probably admit that, but hey, Kansas City has been the standard for the past two, three years. All right. Mm-hmm. So you, you can say what you want to say, but these guys have been brought in to beat Kansas City. If they so happen to meet in the playoffs, the Bills is comfortable with what they have out there on the field now to go ahead and get that victory. Mm-hmm. Can't say that in years past. If you know, mm-hmm. I'm quite sure every team feels confident, but this year alone, knowing when the pieces that you have on this roster definitely let you know that. Come on, I mean, just play chess mm-hmm. like we just put it together, right? You got yeah. Randall Brown against Von Miller, Wiley against so Like those are two mismatches already off the rip. So okay. excited! Right. So, so excited I mean, to see this D line together, just Jordan all together Phillips, healthy. I'm telling you, I mean, Jordan Phillips mm-hmm. is going to be the X factor. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that now. Jordan Phillips is going to be the X factor in the run game and the pass game because Patrick Mahomes is not going to be used to a Buffalo Bills team to where he can't step up in the pocket. He is not going to be able to step up That's in the true. pocket, and he's going to be forced to try to bounce it. To who? And good Where luck. Good luck. Yeah. 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 Good luck. I'll run it <laughs> Don't let Oliver get a hold of you neither. You know, he, you know, he, he's mm-hmm. pissed off. He pissed off as we speak. Yeah. You go in the locker room with Ed. Ed say, you don't even want to interview Ed because you don't even know if he pissed off. He's like, he's pissed off about something all the time. That's <laughs> cool. He's a cool guy, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, before we get out of here. I know you're saying that it's going to be a Bills win, but let's get a score prediction just so that if you're right about that too, you can you can have that leg up on everybody. How do you see it going down? Give us like a, a game script, a storyline, and uh, what's your final score? I think the Bills come out on fire, you know, like they always do against Kansas City. Um, if they need to go for it on fourth down, best believe they're going to go for it on fourth down. Yep. Um, Forcing I, field I goals that, is hey, going to be a victory in this game. Yeah, Bills is definitely gonna be a victory. Um, I think I think Josh is <laughs> Josh might have another 400 yard passing game, you know, uh, against this Kansas City defense. And let's not believe, make no mistake, you best believe they want Josh to go ahead and have that type of game versus Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. you know, look for you know a lot of passes again. The boys come firing out. Devin Singletary might have six to seven catches out there this week. You know, what I mean, just because of you know. Man, we throwing this thing. I mean, Josh Allen's going to be throwing the ball all over the yard. I think the Bills is going to get out to an early and fast start. And, you know, I don't think that Kansas City is going to be able to match that onslaught early on to the mm-hmm. point where the Bills could, you know, I don't want to say put it on cruise control, but they're going to control and dictate the game. And I say Bills 38, Kansas City 29. 38-29. Okay. All right, I like that. And you know what? That actually accounts for a possible mixed extra point. We didn't even talk about Matthew Wright, their fourth kicker of the year, uh, with Harrison, the butt kicker, out for this one uh, with what I, with his with his ankle injury or whatever the hell he's dealing with. Um, great, you know, a, a nine point win, twenty nine. Those boxes, those those Bills boxes. If you're getting them eight and nine, is not something that usually hits. But if he's right. <laughs> If Mookie's right, someone's going to be a very lucky person for their daughter's uh, softball <laughs> box this weekend. <laughs> Mookie, thank you for being here. Always appreciate you taking the time to be with us. 
And uh, you know what? When we're when come playoff time, we'll do it again for sure. How's that sound? Oh man, thank you for having me, man. We know the train never stops, baby. Go yes, Bills. Sir. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Thank you everybody for tuning in for Picasso's Pizza, Outlet Liquor, fans of Buffalo, and everyone at Trainwreck Sports. Yeah, good points, Micah. We will see you for our pregame on Sunday.